This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 397, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, August the 3rd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is episode 397. It's our Comic Reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, August the 3rd. And I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at some of the releases that came out the previous week uh, and do a little bit of a quick rundown on the comics I had a chance to read from the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, this week we have nine comics to talk about very quickly because I am short on time but wanted to make sure we got an episode out this week. Uh, first up we have Batman number four. Uh, I'm really enjoying the this uh, newly relaunched book um, Finch's art I'm enjoying although at times the colors can get a little dark but I like that it looks like we're getting a, a bunch of different palettes from uh, Jordi Belair uh, it's written by Tom King I work by David Finch I like that we got a, um, a kind of a, a Gotham version of a classic scene from Old Star Superman here um, I'm really enjoying with kind of where they're going with uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl uh, where Batman and his um his kind of disagreements um, with certain people, and uh, Miss Waller, uh, Amanda Waller, for those who aren't aware. Um, I really dug this, and it's very interesting. I'm excited to see what we're going to kind of have next. Um, very well done. Uh, great issue. It keeps the plot moving. Uh, we're getting a lot of good character moments at the same time, I feel, uh, but there's still a lot of uh, action, and it's kind of got a lot of good forward momentum, which I'm really digging. Next up is Doctor Strange, The Last Days of Magic Conclusion by Jason Aaron and uh, Chris Piccolo. Um, I liked this, although I thought at times it wasn't always clear exactly what was happening in the art. I thought the actual um, uh, visual storytelling was at times a little muddied and a little unclear as to exactly what was happening. And then by the end, it was kind of like, that was it? Like, it almost felt like it was too fast. Um, you know, we had issue after issue of, you know, Doctor Strange trying to get all these mystical things together, and then when it finally comes time to beat the, uh, the Empirical, it seems really easy. Um, obviously, there's a big cost, and magic isn't right back, you know, put back to the way it used to be, and I'm glad that they didn't quickly, you know, have it and all happiness, uh, so we're definitely going to see kind of a new status quo, at least for the next little bit, to get magic back. Uh, it just felt weird that it felt like we had all this build-up to the last days of magic, and then taking out the villain seemed a little quick, a little bit almost like an afterthought, like, oh, we got to get this done. And the art, unfortunately, I felt jumbled and didn't quite do a good job uh, pulling it all together. Um, I still liked it. I'm going to give it a 7, and I don't know if I mentioned with Batman, I'll give it an 8. Um, it was still good. It just it didn't quite stick the landing totally for me. Uh, next, we have Green Lanterns. This is issue number four. It's by Sam Humphreys, and then pencils by Ed Bennis, Robson Roca, and Tom Derenick. And that's a problem. Um, I'm actually liking the story. I think the um, the fact that we're getting a kind of a buddy book, not really buddy, but we're getting a, a partner book between Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz actually really works because they're such different characters. And they're pushing the, themselves in different directions, which I thought was very intriguing and enjoyable. Um, the artwork doesn't quite manage to to maintain the the level of interest because it's just it's all over the place because you have three artists not because any one of these artists isn't good it's that if it was just one of these artists it would be consistent when we had three it felt like it didn't quite have a visual consistency and it kind of ended up falling apart as a result um, not falling apart that's too harsh but it didn't quite work as well so I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 uh, maybe a 6.5 it could, it, it could have been better it should have been better it just wasn't quite there 
Uh, next up is Invincible Iron Man number 12, which feels like such an odd book. Um, I've said this before. I'm not a huge fan of... I don't know what Diodato's doing with his... Um, the way he's trying to make Iron Man look now. And by Iron Man, of course, I mean Tony Stark. He's modeling him a certain way, and I don't know if I really like that modeling, and don't, it doesn't look like Tony Stark to me. Uh, it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. It's a good script, for the most part, um, kind of setting up the new era with uh, Tony meeting uh, Riri and kind of learning more about her. Um, it's, it just feels like a lot of setup, and I like the part with Doom at the end, but it's not quite there yet. And again, the artwork is not not really my cup of tea. It's not It's not as good as I know Mike Diodato Jr. can be. It's still good, but it's just not his best. Uh, so I'm going to give the issue maybe six and a half. It still meanders. There's some good moments, but are the moments enough to make an issue? And I don't necessarily think they are at this point. Next up is Justice League number two. This is written by Brian Hitch. Um, it's, it's slower paced than I was originally expecting. I thought we would kind of get into the... Uh, big team dynamics a little bit faster. We're still getting a team story. It's just we're slowly kind of bringing the elements together, and we're not really getting what you kind of expect from something like this, which is seeing pre-Flashpoint Superman as part of the team. And I thought we would kind of get to that faster, um, and they're kind of taking their time getting there. That being said, I think Brian Hitch is a better writer than anyone kind of would have expected, which is perhaps not fair, uh, but we know him as a superstar artist. We don't expect him to be writing. Uh, Tony S. Daniel is doing the pencils, and they're great. Um, I like how uh, Hitch is writing the Green Lanterns and how they interact. Um... Like, again, we're, we're starting to get a little bit more of the team kind of coming together as opposed to the last issue, which is pretty much just solo shots. Uh, excited to see what Superman's doing and excited to see how he's going to be integrated into the team. I still wish that they uh, illustrated Superman in such a way that made him look like a little bit older because he should be. Uh, he's the f- Superman we all know from pre-Flashpoint as opposed to this newer, younger version. So it just kind of throws me off a little and artists can't quite make him look older. Now, it was easy for when Lee Weeks was doing it because he had the benefit, and this is going to sound weird, but he had the benefit of adding facial hair to the character and it really added added years to Superman's face. Uh, all the artists who uh, are illustrating him now, they just he still looks a little young. I want him to have just a, a little bit older. He should feel like a, not like an elder statement, statesman like Earth 2 Superman, but he should definitely feel a little bit older. Uh, overall, though, I'm going to give the issue... I'm going to give it an 8. I think it's, it's a solid st- story, and it's interesting, and I kind of like seeing the team to come together. I just thought it would have happened faster. Uh, next up is Moon Knight. This is issue number 5. Personally, I loved it. I don't know what's going on, but I love that. Written by Jeff Lemire, artwork by Greg, Greg Smallwood, Wilfredo Torres, Francesco Francavilla, and James Stokoe. Um, Really thrilling and messed up. Not really sure what's going on. A lot of different artistic styles, but it makes sense for how the story is written. You're never really sure what's going on, who Moon Knight is, who you know Mark Spector, and who anything is. And the ending makes you even more curious. And that that weird tear down the face is kind of an odd decision. Um, I will give this a, a definite eight out of ten. It was a solid, solid issue. Great, great story and good art as well. Uh, next up is Spidey number nine. I really dug this, and I, as I said before, I'm really enjoying this book. Although I feel like I missed an issue. Uh, it's written by Robbie Thompson, artwork by Nathan Stockman, who I actually think does a very good job of maintaining the certain visual consistency and tone of this series since the beginning. Um, I like the the action is very kinetic. Um, the way that Superman, Spider-Man and Craven have their fight, 
Uh, everything just kind of feels on point and very correct. And there's some nice emotional beats here as well. It's the, I believe the first to be continued because for the most part it's been one shot stories. I believe. Um, I thought this was great. I, I think the art is fantastic. Uh, it's not. It kind of has sensibilities of uh, Nick Bradshaw without actually being Nick Bradshaw. That's an eight out of ten. Next up is Superman. This is Superman number four. I can't believe it's already issue number four. Uh, it's written by uh, Patrick. Uh, sorry, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Artwork in this issue is by Patrick Gleason. Uh, I'm really liking how how we're getting more of the kind of the, the pre New Fifty Two Superman and his ver- his characters. Like we have Eradicator here, although somewhat different, still more or less the same. Um, you got Bibbos here. Like, there's a lot going on, and I love how John is being written um, as a kind of the, na- the nascent Superboy as he's kind of becoming uh, the Superboy where we're kind of ready for him to be. This was great. Uh, the whole issue, the characterization's on point. It feels like this is Superman. It feels like this is Superman's family. It's an enjoyable, engaging adventure. It doesn't feel padded out, and I'm liking the inclusion of characters that I remember from way back in the day. Not even that far back in the day, but there was a time when we used to see characters like Bibble all the time, and then they were kind of phased out, and we weren't getting those level of supporting characters anymore. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. And last but not least is uh, Uncanny X-Men 11 uh, by Colin Bunn and Greg Land. Greg Land is back. Uh, I enjoyed this. At times, it feels like there's a lot going on, but um, it's well paced. There's secrets on the team, which is really interesting. I like how what Sabretooth's dealing with stuff and how he regards Angel, and they're going uh, undercover at the Hellfire Club, and how's that going to work? And uh, I'm really digging this thus far, um, and I'm going to give it an eight. And I think there's a lot of eights this week, but I think I just read some good books. Uh, some of the highlights of the books I did not get a chance to read from August the 3rd include uh, Aquaman, Batman Beyond, Green Arrow, Harley Quinn, uh, Nightwing number 2, because I just just caught up on issue number 1, a uh, new issue of Donald Duck, Deadpool, Deadpool vs. Gambit, Punisher, Silk, Squadron Supreme, and Uncanny Inhumans. Uh, definitely some good stuff that I have not had a chance to read. Um, if we look at releases from the next week's comics, or really, as I'm reco- I recorded part of this episode on the 8th, part of it on the 10th, so really, these comics are already out. Uh, some of the highlights that are coming out on the 10th um, include new issues of Action Comics and Detective Comics. We've got Deathstroke Rebirth, as well as the third trade paperback called Suicide Run, uh, the second issue of Flintstones, new issue of Flash... Uh, new issue or a uh, new Superman. I actually forgot I even read the first issue. Uh, we've got the, the Accused, number one, which is a Civil War II tie in. A4, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, other releases uh, besides that include new issues of Old Man Logan, Scarlet Witch, Spider Man 2099, uh, Spidey Trade Paperback Volume 1, First Day, which I think is a great book and people should really pick it up, and a new issue of Vision. Can't wait for that. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Next episode, we'll be speaking with Fan Expo's Kevin Boyd. Uh, talking, He's one of the comics coordinator, or is the comic coordinator for the Fan Expo, talking about uh, how we got into the business, uh, his history with the business and working in conventions and retail. Uh, it's a really fun chat, so I think you'll like that. Um, and then we're coming up to episode 400, which is going to have a smattering of different segments with uh, different guests. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. That's something to look forward to. So thanks again for uh, listening to us, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.